Brothers and sisters, so we were looking these days at what Jesus says and does in the tabernacle. And we saw that yesterday, the great revealer of the tabernacle, the great instrument by which we enter the very heart of Christ is the very sacred scriptures, his word, which is abides in him in all eternity as as the living word that he is. He is his word. He, he, and this word is ever present to us in the Holy Scriptures as and in the Eucharist. So there's a unity um, between God's word and himself, because as I said, he is his word. It's very unique. When, when we speak words, we're not our words, but for God, yes. And so God is his revelation, we could say. Uh, there's a unity there, a very strong unity. Um, and so today we want to look at, in these days coming up, about what does the heart of Jesus do in the tabernacle? So what he says is... Um, very much the same thing that he said in the scriptures because he's the eternal word. Jesus' voice is timeless, it's eternal, it's the same knowledge that was revealed, is the same truth for past, present and future. There's no new science, there's no new prophet. When the scriptures said if, a new, if an angel comes along and gives a revelation about something else, it's a false angel, it's not, it's not, it's not the truth. And so Jesus definitively said there's nothing new to be said. And so that eternal truth is being said from Christ in the tabernacle. When we sit there, that's why like some people even just grow knowledge of Christ and, and things because the light of Christ emanates from the sacred host, from his very being and somehow by the power of the Holy Spirit can enlighten our minds. Um, and this is something that is truly amazing and you've probably experienced this yourself and when others share testimony about this, they might go and sit with Jesus and then they will leave with clarity, they will leave with a deeper understanding of something because they have just sat with him and allowed him to teach them. He's still the teacher and he teaches through the church, of course. And, uh, but, but he, he teaches in all sorts of ways. And so we bring the way he teaches through the church, we could even bring that to meditation with him uh, in the tabernacle. But, but he himself teaches us by the power of the Holy Spirit throughout our day, but in the most privileged way when we sit before him truly and entirely in his substantial form, where his body, blood, soul, and divinity is present, where he is totally present um, in this very special way. And so, you know, what does Jesus do in the tabernacle? He just, it's an, he gives us a pure act of love. You know, the Victoria Schneider, the, the, the lady who put this book together and who is now part of Heartreach and who is listening. So I just want to say, Victoria, or oh, Vicky, as you're fondly known as, uh, thank you so much for giving us this amazing book um, that has no doubt touched so many lives. And, and Victoria says that, you know, if we look at the, the, the votive mass, so in the, in the church, we have many masses to celebrate different mysteries uh, called votive masses. We could do a votive mass in Joseph, the Immaculate Heart, um, the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Spirit, many things um, that the church allows us to pray for those particular graces in the mass. And so a votive mass of the Holy Eucharist. And it says that um, in the preface, so that's the prayer right before the, the consecration, it, it speaks about the Eucharist in terms of God's, as the sacrament of God's loving kindness. And remember what the church lays out in her liturgy is very much uh, rooted in her doctrine and her teaching. This is why um, how we pray um, is how we believe, you know. So the way we the way we pray affects our faith and it is an expression of our faith. You know, Mother Teresa of Calcutta used to famously say that the 
crucifix teaches us of how much Jesus loved us back then. But the sacred host, Jesus in the Eucharist, teaches us how he loves us now. So at times we may feel overwhelmed, you know, by the darkness of the world, Victoria says. But the presence of Jesus in our nearest tabernacle is our sure refuge and consolation. The mere fact that he remains with us day and night is proof of God's love. And his very act of being is in itself an act of pure love. So this is one thing that when we go to be before the Lord in, in a tabernacle or in exposition in the monstrance, just close our eyes and we just listen with our being. You know, listen to the silent love of Jesus in the Eucharist, a most incredible love. And we know that some of the most profound things in life happen in silence. You know, the way a baby grows in the womb, uh, the way that a plant will grow and a seed will germinate into a big tree. It's happening quite silently, but, you know, gravity is silent. There's so many forces that are silent, but are so real and so powerful. And the silent love of God is an extremely powerful force. And so let's look at Man some of St. Manuel's words. To you who read these pages, I ask you to pay attention to the first work of the heart of Jesus, to be. And I do not add any other verb that will specify the aim, the way or the duration of the act of being. Do not assume that he's there just for consoling, illuminating, healing, feeding, but first simply that he is there. Isn't that amazing that Jesus is there? That's the first truth, that he's there by his love. Somebody would probably question me, is that a work? It might seem to that to be is the opposite of to do. Nevertheless, I assure you that after having meditated on this verb as applied to the life of the heart of Jesus in the tabernacle, we will understand that very few verbs will express more activity and more love than the verb to be. So Jesus is there being to love you.